We know that you need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the National Hockey League. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each and every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on What's the Seattle Kraken? Kraken. Part of the Locked Bears. On Podcast Network. We are your team there. every day. We I are the Seattle Kraken. feel the excitement through these audio waves that we share. The expansion draft is coming. We're going to get a look at the jerseys. I'm going to let you know that uh, about that in a little bit. The schedule is coming. And then right after that, it's the entry draft. It's exciting. It's exciting. By tomorrow, I will be in Seattle ready for all the festivities. It's going to be a good time, folks. It's going to be a good time. Today, we're going to have another squad cast. You're going to be hearing lots of squad casts. My squad cast schedule is quickly filling, folks. It's, it's intense, uh, but I love it. But um, we're going to talk with Sarah Avampato from Locked On LA Kings. Of course, we're going to talk expansion draft. We're going to talk about a little bit about what the Kings um, stand to do in the offseason. And, of course, anyone who knows me from my women's hockey coverage, and as you will soon learn here, of course, we're going to speak glowingly of Blake Bolden, who is a scout in the LA Kings system. But before I get you to my squad cast with Locked On Kings host and Locked On NHL host, Sarah, a few tidbits of news. First, let's start with Seattle Kraken news. We kind of figured this, but it is official. We got an email, and it was announced uh, from the team that the selected players in the expansion draft will give us the first taste of what the actual Seattle Kraken jersey is going to look like. Here's what we got from the team. Almost a year after unveiling the Kraken brand, fans will finally get a first look at the official Seattle Kraken team sweater. During the 2021 NHL expansion draft presented by Upper Deck, our newly drafted players will be revealing both the home and away jerseys that will be worn during the Kraken's inaugural season this fall. And then we got some details as far as how you can buy these things. And there's a few options. I'm going to read those to you. The official jersey will go on sale to the public on September 15th at our retail locations at the Kraken Community Iceplex, Plex, excuse me, Chandler's Cove, and the Bellevue Square Mall. Jerseys will be available in all sizes, including Adidas Men's, Standard Adult, Women's, and Youth. The Kraken will be launching a membership program in August, which will open up pre-sale opportunities for fans. See, I kind of love a few things about this, except 
that I don't live in Seattle, I love this. One is that they are pumping their retail locations. I don't know how much of this has to do with the COVID hit, um, how much of this has to do with just kind of controlling an inventory and getting people excited, but I think it's fantastic. We live in this digital world. Everything can be bought and sold online. I like this. Again, don't like it as someone that doesn't currently live in Seattle, but it's kind of tough for me to have hockey jerseys anyway since I cover hockey. I can't wear hockey jerseys to hockey games, and so then I just have all these hockey jerseys that I can't wear. So I don't know. On the other hand, though, everyone's excited about the Seattle Kraken. Everyone's excited about the Seattle Kraken. So if you want to make a lot of money, you should make this available to everyone. But I, I kind of get it. It's uh, it's kind of like Nike. You know, Nike does all these exclusive things. They sell out of things, you know, and it makes it even more desirable to an extent. Maybe that's what they're playing at. I don't know. But... I think the first run is going to sell out pretty quick. Hopefully they won't, like Nike, uh, not restock. So, But they're working with Adidas, so maybe that won't be a problem. Um, something else, though, before we head to uh, larger NHL news. We also got word that there will be a few special guests announcing picks for the Seattle Kraken. Now, the first time I saw this done, just so you have an idea of where mainstream sports got this, is the National Women's Hockey League. For the draft last year, uh, so the first one during the pandemic, they had WNBA players. They had um, NHL players. They had executives from sports announced the picks virtually. So I, I got to announce a pick. It was kind of cool. Uh, they asked us to set up a camera. Uh, they gave us a, a spiel. And, you know, we said with the number so-and-so pick, the insert team name, select insert player, all of that stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. But the Seattle Kraken are doing something similar. And I'm not exactly sure how many of these picks are going to be called um, live. And I'll tell you why. I think maybe some of them will be video picks. And, and that's because one of the people, and this goes back if you listen to the episode where I gave you Ryan S. Clark's uh, list of celebrities. We're already starting to see some of that. I will link that again in the show notes for this episode. But um, this comes from NHL. The Kraken have enlisted frontline workers from Virginia Mason Franson, from Virginia Mason Franciscan Health, and Seattle sports stars, past and present. Present, Sue Bird. Marshawn Lynch, Lenny Wilkins, Jordan Morris, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Bobby Wagner, and Kyle Lewis to help GM Ron Francis unveil the team's selections. In addition, 
Kraken owner and Hollywood producer Jerry Bruckenheimer, Grammy award-winning artist Macklemore, also was on the list, women's hockey legend and Kraken scout Cami Granato, Kraken intersectionality consultant Chanel Keenan, and members of the Western Washington Female Hockey and Anchorage Hockey Academy will also take part. So I love this. Um, I love that our very first interview ever, Chanel Keenan, will also be announcing a pick. Some of this, I think, is going to be live. Cameron Ganado can probably be there. Um, Ron Francis, obviously, will, will be there live for the event. Now, I don't know about Sue Bird. You see, Sue Bird's a little bit busy now. The WNBA, for those who don't know, is on break. Why are they on break, though? Because Sue Bird is going for a fifth consecutive gold medal with the USA basketball team. Uh, the traditional team, because there's also 3x3 now, but uh, she's going for an Olympic gold. They just wrapped training camp and some exhibition games in Las Vegas. And looking at Twitter from some of the other members of USAB, they are on their way to Tokyo. So I'm going to guess... I, I can't say for sure, but if I had to guess, Sue Bird's probably not giving her pick live and in living color, as they say. Either way, it's still cool. So stick taps to the Seattle Kraken, especially for involving some of their own folks. I love that Chanel Keenan is going to be involved. If you don't follow her on Twitter, what is wrong with you? She's so excited, has been so excited for this week. Um, you know, I think if anyone could just bowl over with excitement, it might be Chanel. So, um, but I'll be there and I'll be capturing some video footage, kind of doing a vlogging type situation um, from my adventures in Seattle. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But that's not the only thing that's happening. Um, this news is a little bit more for uh, the NHL as a whole. And ESPN reported uh, that according to sources, NHL to schedule a break for the 2020 Olympics. That's the headline for the article that Greg Wyshynski posted just before noon Eastern time yesterday. Um, it says the Olympic break is reportedly scheduled from February 5th through February 22nd, 2022. The schedule, which will be released on Thursday, is expected to include a caveat that NHL participation in the Winter Games isn't yet guaranteed. Anyway, uh, let's get into this squadcast with Sarah Avampato, and I will come back towards the end of the interview to let you know what's coming up later this week on Locked on Kraken. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's dang near impossible for your local chain of auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That's where rockauto.com comes in handy. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business that has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And the Rock Auto prices are reliably low for your everyday customer. 
They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com As promised, we are joined by Locked On Kings and Locked On NHL host, Sarah Avampato. We are going to be talking expansion draft, Sarah, but first, let's do a check-in. Like, what's the vibe for you right now as obviously a hockey fan, someone who's obviously is doing a lot of work around the NHL and the Kings? And then, like, what's your vibe as someone who is locked on the LA Kings and uh, as we get into single digits for the expansion draft. So at, as a hockey fan, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like this is a very fun, weird time for the league. And, you know, you always get, we're, we're going to get into some weird trades and teams doing ridiculous stuff. And we're already seeing with the protected lists that are out now, uh, a lot of teams that kind of have a little bit of a head scratcher in terms of what they've done and why. Uh, so now is the fun time of speculating and trying to figure out uh, what, what your team is going to look like. And if the Seattle Kraken follow the same path as the Vegas Golden Knights of instantly becoming both good and like a super villain, this could be like the last time that I get to like the Seattle Kraken. I don't know. I <laughs> hope that's not the case. Uh, but right now I'm really feeling everything that's happening there. So I'm just really excited to see how the draft goes, how it all gets presented, like if there's any surprises. So I think it's pretty fun. As a Kings fan, you know, I, I look at their list of unprotected players and I'm kind of like shrug emoji. Like <laughs> there's definitely players who I will be sad to see go, um, but nothing huge, really. Uh, and it, I think it's the players who we might lose are younger guys who I think could use a change of scenery. So it's not like I'm going to be losing someone really essential. So, you know, I can't complain, really. Okay, so we're feeling okay about it. Um, you know, I'm looking at the list now um, of some of the people that uh, that we see are available. Um, so let's focus there. Um, actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's talk about the trades because the trades have been spicy and I think really are giving us a sense of what we might see even on the back end of the expansion draft and entry draft. But what trade uh, or trades have stood out to you the most and which do you think will impact the Kings uh, in one way or another? Well, one of the trades that stood out to me the most just because it's hilarious is um, Andrew Ladd going to the the Coyotes from the Islanders because the Islanders gave up Andrew Ladd, who they had no use for, who has been injured and has been like in the AHL at points uh, and a whole bunch of draft picks and received literally nothing in return. Like it was yeah. a trade for future considerations. <laughs> oh, like that was okay. how bad the Islanders wanted to clear up that 4 million plus of cap space. And the Coyotes desperately need uh, draft picks because they essentially have none. So it's a good deal for them. And if Lad plays, he plays. If he doesn't play, he doesn't play. I don't think they care either way. I think it's more about the draft picks. Uh, so that one was pretty hilarious to me. And of course, my cat is knocking everything over right now. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of the moves that I thought was interesting that could affect the Kings particularly is that whole weird three-way trade 
between the Predators, the Golden Knights, and the Flyers. Uh, Cody Glass, who was one of the Golden Knights' first draft picks, is now a Nashville Predator. Nolan Patrick, who was a first-round draft pick of the Philadelphia Flyers, is now a Vegas, Vegas Golden Knight. I think they're both players who, if they are able to live up to their potential, are going to be you know, absolute frustrating players to deal with in the Western Conference. Uh, Cody Glass, I got to cover a lot in the AHL, and I think he has the potential to be a top center in this league. And I was really hoping if they traded him, he'd go to the Eastern Conference so I wouldn't have to deal with him anymore. Um, but here, here we are. He's still with the Predators. And Nolan Patrick, I think, has so much potential. He just really needs to get back on track after missing so much time with injury and the, the concussions and everything. Uh, and I think that if he, he harnesses that potential, he's also going to be really irritating to play against on a team that I don't like. So just all around ugh, there. All right. Well, uh, maybe, maybe then is the time to talk about what you do like. <laughs> the expansion draft. And uh, I guess a good a place as any to start is obviously with what uh, the Kings were able to do. Um, any surprises here? Any players that you think absolutely the Kings had to protect? Uh, you know, so you know, obviously Andre Kopitar, you're not going to not protect him. He, even though he's 33, he is the captain of the team. He is routinely the leading scorer for the Kings. There's no way you don't protect him. Uh, from the defense, the three that they chose to protect, Drew Doughty, they had to protect him because of his no movement clause. Uh, and then the other two players, they picked Sean Walker and Matt Roy. Uh, both are really the only kind of experienced, competent defenseman that they have. Uh, everyone else who was left exposed is either a guy who I don't care about losing, uh, or there's two of them who are young guys who haven't quite been able to have the opportunity to, to live up to their potential yet, who I could see Seattle taking a look at, uh, which would be Kale Clegg and Austin Strand. Um, Clegg probably a little bit more so. He has the higher pedigree, essentially, although Austin Strand did play juniors in, in with the uh, Seattle Thunderbird. So has a little bit of a local connection there. Uh, but on defense, they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Um, goaltender, obviously, Cal Peterson is their goaltender of the future. Uh, there were a few people who were surprised they didn't protect Jonathan Quick. And I was like, well, where have you been? Because <laughs> Jonathan Quick has not been particularly good for a while now. And everything the Kings have said and done, uh, especially in this past offseason, has really indicated that the net is Cal Peterson's for all intents and purposes going forward. And Quick is really just there as, you know, mentor kind of figure and is mm. going to have to learn to deal with being, you know, a 1B at best. Uh, mm. So no surprises there. Um, with forwards, uh, ad the addition of Victor Arvidsson when the Kings traded for him a little bit ago kind of threw everything a little off balance because now they had another forward they had to protect. Uh, mm -hmm. But, I, you know, I was happy about that trade. So, you know, no issue there. Uh, <laughs> the other guys that they protected, Alex Iafalo, Adrian Kempe, uh, Trevor Moore, all are people who I expected them to protect. Trevor Moore had a really good breakout season uh, this past year and really kind of showed that he can play that sort of gritty energy kind of role uh, and put in a lot of scoring, which is something the Kings don't always have. Uh, Leas Anderson, I know a lot of people kind of went back and forth on, but he's a guy who the Kings traded for. And in his stints in the, AHL, in the NHL, he did well. When he went to the AHL to kind of work on stuff, he actually put his head down and worked on it and got better, which is what you want to see from a young player who is kind of on his second chance in the NHL already. Uh, mm. So I am, you know, not surprised at all that they protected him. 
Uh, he you know, definitely had a rocky time when he was with the Rangers and the Kings kind of gave him a chance to start clean. And uh, he's definitely making the most of that. Um, the one that surprised me a little bit is Dustin Brown, because I don't think that there was any way the Seattle Kraken were going to protect him or were going to select him in the draft, uh, unless the Kings had some sort of intel that made them think, you know, that Dustin Brown was somehow going to be selected. I, I don't really think it was necessary for them to protect him, but mm -hmm. I guess it could also be a, you know, sign of respect for the long-term player. Uh, as one of my listeners pointed out, uh, Justin Brown's wife actually was just hired by the Kings to be uh, essentially like the executive in charge of their like junior Kings program and their, mm -hmm. their uh, girls team and everything. Uh, Nicole Brown is a former women's hockey player herself. She played in college. So, you know, she definitely has been a great addition to that part of the organization. Uh, and so they definitely have a long-term future in the area. But I was like, I really don't think Seattle's going to pick him. You could have picked someone else. But, you know, I'm also not the people who they left exposed. Uh, when I did my list, I had protected Brendan Lemieux instead, a little bit reluctantly because I don't like him. But I thought, well, you know, the Kings traded for him. They'll probably try to keep him. But, right. you know, they left him unprotected. I don't think he'll get picked. But um, I, I can't complain. Like there weren't really like the, the Dustin Brown one was a little bit of a surprise, but they didn't really protect him at the expense of another player who I would be really devastated to see go. So ultimately it, it was a fine choice. It was just not what I thought they were going to do. Looking at some of the, the lists that I talked about, about players that could potentially go from the LA Kings uh, to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, you know, we've got one, one group said, uh, Cheap Seats, that's my guy, did an amazing job, like a million videos though, like what, uh, said Austin Wagner. And so Wagner is available. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. there? Uh, and, um, you know, what do you potentially like, uh, either coming from a Kings perspective or from a Seattle Kraken perspective, or, you know, if you don't think it's a good idea, why? Um, I mean, I would be... Glad is too strong of a word, but I wouldn't be sad if the Kraken selected him. I think that he is a little extraneous for the Kings at this point, as some of their younger players are coming up. Uh, Austin Wagner is 24 years old. He's a forward. Uh, he is basically most known for being very, very fast, like Connor McDavid, McDavid levels fast, but with absolutely like no finish whatsoever. Uh, he gets um, like every game he's in, he gets like three breakaways and never scores on any of them. Uh, he did put in, I think, a couple more goals this year than maybe he had in the past. But uh, he's just someone who every season you watch him and you're like, this is the year he's going to figure out how to score on an NHL goalie. And then never happens uh he he but he is you know he was kind of a little bit of the extra forward for the kings uh this past season and as some of their younger players got to come up from the ahl uh he was a lot of times the odd man out uh, so i think that he is someone who could do with a kind of change of scenery uh, mm. he has a couple more years left on his deal and you know maybe seattle could unlock something in him that the kings haven't been able to i think there's always the potential for that if you do want to know and maybe place your bets already for the 2022 stanley cup head over to betonline.ag it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs even if the season hasn't started yet. <laughs> Head to the website or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 
on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I had Marissa and Jemmy on, and she was saying that Seattle could maybe be the broker of goalies, you know, mm-hmm. as far as flipping picks or, you know, fl- you know, I guess filtering contracts and stuff like that. But uh, I think also the NHL, it seems from some tweets I saw that they're on to, <laughs> they're on to Seattle and <laughs> are making sure they're following the rules ahead of the 21st. But you know, what, uh, do, what are your thoughts just on the capability that Ron Francis, just knowing his history will have. And is this draft, a, a, you think easier or more difficult to be able to, as you said, flip some of those picks and roster spots. Yeah, I think it's, I feel like it's like both easier and more difficult because, (laughs) you know, this year, a lot of GMs have been making deals with each other ahead of time to say, well, I think we're like Victor Arvidsson is a good example um, that went to the Mm -hmm. Kings where Nashville was like, we want to protect other people. We can't protect him. We just don't have the room for it we're going to trade him because we think Seattle is going to want him. So we're going to trade him and at least get something back for it. And so I think we've seen a lot more of those sorts of deals. And we've also seen deals like the one that uh, the Islanders and the Coyotes made sending Andrew Ladd out, which opened up another protected spot that they could use, you know, on their, on their team or the wild buying out uh, Paris and Suter who they otherwise would have had to protect. Uh, So I think we're seeing a lot of those deals of teams moving players around to fix their own protected lists um, but I do think that I, I think that we're going to see some of the weird stuff happening of teams making deals with Seattle. Although I feel like uh, Ron Francis has been everything I've heard has said that kind of the asking price from the Kraken is kind of high in terms yeah. of, hey, we won't pick that guy, but here's what you want to give us. And I think a lot of teams might just be like, you know what? Fine. Just take the guy then. Uh, for a lot of teams, it might not be worth it. Uh, so I, I, I will be very interested to see, though. We haven't seen a lot of stuff leak yet in terms of side deals that might be going on with the Kraken. Uh, I think the only one we've really kind of heard is the Florida Panthers and Chris Dreger. They, there's some sort of deal allegedly in place for the Kraken to take his rights or whatever. Uh, but we haven't really heard much of the, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury level of, <laughs> you know, Seattle's getting this and that to take this guy. Um but I, I, it's going to happen because the, I don't think these GMs have learned a little bit from what happened with Vegas, but I don't think they learned enough. <laughs> and I think that we're still going to see Seattle get a lot of really good players because GMs just totally overthink it. And Ron Francis definitely has the, the skill and capability as a GM to take advantage of that. So, you know, mm. I think Seattle's going to have a pretty good team uh, just because of all these other GMs doing real weird stuff. I'm going to skip over to the part in our conversation where Sarah gives us a little bit of the backstory about how she got involved with the Locked On Network and specifically the LA Kings beat. I thought this was fantastic. Maybe I should have cut this in the beginning of the episode, but here it is. It's still a good story. And uh, then we'll wrap up. This was a really great conversation with Sarah, and maybe I'll drop the full interview for a little bonus over the weekend or something, but uh, here's how Sarah got involved with Locked On LA Kings. So I actually started covering hockey back in like 2014, uh, 2014, uh, and I actually at the time was covering the Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks because I live here in Chicago, and I actually was spurred into action into 
writing seriously about hockey and not just like yelling into the void on my Tumblr because that's what I was doing at the time um, <laughs> because the Kings beat the Blackhawks in the Western Conference Finals that year. And I was like, how did this team do it? Like, I don't understand what happened. Like I watched the Blackhawks all year and I wrote about like, what's happening here? Uh, and then I started watching the Kings regularly to try to understand how they did it. And like all things that anyone does out of spite or irony, eventually you realize, oh no, I'm in too deep, which is uh, the path <laughs> that I took. Uh, and at one point I realized I was defending Dustin Brown from people who were like, you know, crap talking him. And I was like, oh, there's no coming back from this now. Uh, and uh, eventually in 2016-ish, uh, I believe, I started covering the Kings with Jewels from the Crown, uh, which is the SB Nation uh, Kings site and uh, eventually was the site manager there for, for a couple of years until SB Nation changed their whole model uh, for the California sites. And then I was suddenly out of a job, uh, which is around the time that Locked On came, uh, came calling and uh, our channel, uh, our, our, our big boss uh, for, for the NHL channel actually reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, I think you do a really great job, especially uh, prospects has always been kind of my thing, uh, prospects in the minor leagues. So uh, you know, was one of those like really impressed with your coverage of all the things that like no one else ever seems to talk about. How would you like to host a daily podcast? And I was like, <laughs> sounds like a lot of work, but okay, cool. I'm in. Uh, and so have been uh, one of the not quite inaugural hosts on Locked On uh, on the Locked On Network for NHL. I, I joined about maybe a week or so later than uh, some of the other uh, hosts. I had to take a little bit of time to think about, you know, can I really talk about this team every day? of the week and apparently the answer is yes but uh i was really glad to have somewhere else to have an outlet about the kings uh and get to yell about this this very weird team that's sometimes mediocre and sometimes very good but uh really looking forward to future years of the kings as we finally have prospects who are really good and uh i for one am very excited to finally be able to buy a like Quentin Byfield jersey whenever those oh. exist because oh, man. My, oh, my my previous Kings jersey is a Jeff Carter jersey and he's not there anymore so need a new one and Quentin Byfield I think he'll be there for a while oh man that is fantastic I did not know that full backstory that is amazing I love spite. that so much spite. I am driven by spite and here I am <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, I've already been on um, Locked on NHL. I've been on now Locked on Kings. But anyone that has known me talk about hockey for like five seconds knows that I absolutely adore Blake Bolden. So as long as Blake is in mm -hmm. the Kings organization, I feel like we should just have like weekly touch-ins. Yes. Like, how Absolutely. is Blake doing? Like, <laughs> what, what did she do today? The I'll Blake use all my report. sources with the, yeah, I'll use my sources there to be like, yeah, we so need the Blake today. report. I mean, Blake yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, the Blake report, I mean, killing it as a scout, mm -hmm. then is able to carve out the opportunity to really think about equity, diversity, inclusion from a community standpoint mm -hmm. with the Kings. Obviously, I know Blake from her time as a hockey player and was able to look up her career at Boston College, a team that particularly at that time was really in the mix, um, you know, at the national level as far as women's hockey and NCAA. So yeah, heck yeah, not to mention supporter of Black Girl Hockey Club, doing her mentorship thing, just like there's all of the things. And now she's going to be on TV. 
I know like, for ESPN. First off, how does she have thing. this much time? I would like to know her secret in terms she of having a, this many hours in a day. Yeah, she must have inherited Hermione Granger's uh, type. <laughs> that's my going. It has um, to be it. <laughs> that's. I think that's exactly what it is. She like you know we've had this conversation about crystals. She's very into crystals, which I absolutely love. But like. <laughs> You know, we got to take a, a closer look sometimes at the necklace and the talisman because it might yes. really be a time turner. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. It's her secret. It's okay, Blake. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. Yeah, no, just everyone listening to our podcast. That's fine. So, yeah, see, isn't this fun story time? I think so. Jokes <laughs> <laughs> aside, I, I I, mean, and I, I, I am seriously like just you know jokes aside truly i am very thankful for blake bolden and other women in hockey that is essentially why i'm here so uh i'm always gonna give them shine i will also you know if they're still on the ice i will make sure that uh they are getting critiqued you know warmly <laughs> and accurately because the women's game deserves that for sure oh, yeah. but uh but i think there's so many things and that's another reason i'm really excited to cover the kraken because not just on the ice um or in positions that directly affect what's happening on the ice you see women women mm -hmm. of color and you know all abilities that are working in the seattle kraken organization so i was i was uh definitely you know pumping up blake's tires there but truly like i want to make sure that my coverage at least here on locked on nhl is really showing that there are a lot of women that are for the first time mm -hmm. in a while and in such, you know, with such range uh, that we are seeing women be able to tap into and utilize the resources mm -hmm. that they already have, the experience and expertise that they already have uh, in the National Hockey League. So uh, definitely big picture stories that I'm excited to bring to Locked On. I love it. The Kraken definitely like the forefront of hiring people because they're good at stuff and not just because it's the same six guys who have been getting jobs in this league for years i love it yes more of that more of that so yeah always happy to uh talk about that um i mean you know i was talking with robin and look at what lindsey lindsey fry is doing mm -hmm. in arizona and i mean it really could go on and on megan duggan with the devils now created a position for her so the tide is turning i'm excited mm -hmm. for it now what that actually means for a women's pro league oh that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> oh if we're talking the history the now and the future i mean that's a that's a three-part series right there oh yeah already. absolutely <laughs> As always, folks, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. It truly has been a joy. I have been getting messages of Seattle sports fans from all across the country who have stumbled across Locked on Kraken and are excited to be here on this journey together. I've gotten invitations to go watch the expansion draft on a boat, right? Uh, you know, just so many things. I... I'm grateful for the support. If I'm being 100%, if I keep it a buck, there were some things I was apprehensive about coming into the men's hockey space because I had spent so much time in the women's hockey space and I'd been protected in some ways by a welcoming community. Um, 
not a perfect community, but a more welcoming community than what I was hearing on the NHL side. But I can honestly say that a lot of the ugliness that does exist, because yes, it does exist, has not kind of dampened or penetrated my locked on crack and bubble. And I have to thank you all for that. Seattle is doing some great things and obviously has a really great fan base. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, you can follow me if you would like at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. We're going to do some green room uh, conversations probably Thursday again just to kind of be like, wow, what's happening? What do the jerseys look like? All of the things. Um, so you can follow me there. Of course, please do follow the show at Locked on Kraken on Instagram and Twitter. And until tomorrow, when we have yet another squad cast, and it is the day. It is the day of the expansion draft. So all of the feels, I hope you're ready. Have a safe drive to work, drive home, um, whatever you're doing. I hope you're doing it with love and joy. And I'll see you tomorrow on Lost on Kraken. Bye! Betting on National Hockey League action doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.